good evening, morning, or afternoon, Dirtballs. Special announcement. We are doing a live YouTube stream this Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Steelers-Cardinals Super Bowl, Joe Prano. That's right. NFL Network is doing a lot of replays of famous football games, as all of the networks are doing. They're going with their classic content. Um, we looked through the schedule. There's a couple good ones. Um, but as mentioned the other day, Steelers-Cardinals right up there with the uh, with some of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. I think we all know what the greatest Super Bowl of all time is, but a lot of people argue that this is – uh, the second greatest Super Bowl of all time. So uh, figured we'd call that game. And uh, you can tune in. Just go to, if you have NFL Network, go to uh, NFL Network tomorrow, 4 p.m. Pacific time, and watch along with us. We'll have the game on mute, and we'll be calling the game old, uh, old broadcast style. And if you don't have NFL Network, sit along with us as we recast. It was the 2000. Nine Super Bowl. Yeah, that was the year. Steelers Cardinals, a classic game, and we'll be doing that on Friday. So check that out. All right, Dirtballs, let's start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in the clean air of Venice Beach, California, with my co-host on my left, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. Doesn't it feel good to just see the mountains, Joe? See the clear air? See the smogless less? Smogless less? That doesn't make sense. Smogless. Less smoggy or smogless. City. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I've noticed that a couple times on our drives back and forth from Venice. Um, the The lack of cars on the road has definitely... Um, cleaned up the air here, and Los Angeles it really is a beautiful, sprawling city. Uh, oceans, mountains, uh, all kinds of good things to look at as you drive as you drive up and down, and uh, it's fantastic. It, it it really hasn't been this clear in a long time. I think the rain that we had recently cleaned the air. The lack of cars. Um, yeah, we walked in from outside, and and I was breathing in that that fresh air. Now we're in here. In the Smut Studio, where it smells of two men who've been cohabitating and doing all the things that you guys do with Taco Bell and McDonald's and sausages and whatever well, happens in here. Well, the truth between me and Nick is actually that... Um, so it smells like sour milk. <laughs> oh, I, I told him we watched Clockwork Orange. This, by the way, let's just jump into this real quick, and then we'll discuss a little sports. The, the now, the what has now become the lead story on every episode: Nick's cinematic review history. Yeah. Well, this isn't the first time I've seen Clockwork. Well, obviously, right. and I told Joe that, and this is what I find interesting to all the dirt balls. 
Joe, I told Joe as I picked him up from Hermosa on the drive back, I said, you and I watched Clockwork Orange, and I said it was probably the only third time that I've seen it. You have seen it so many times. You knew line after line after line, which I pointed out to you the other day, you loving a movie of this nature kind of gives serial killer vibes. Probably my, like, honestly, it was probably my fourth time watching it. No. The the night we watched it. That's it? Yeah. You knew line after line after line. Perhaps, it's a great movie. Perhaps when he was a kid, somebody pinned his eyes open and made him watch it. And <laughs> he just doesn't recall that he had to watch it for I like was 14 days straight. Freshman in college in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the towers when I watched it for the first so, time. So having just graduated college, this being your fourth time, you've seen it basically yearly since About the first a, time you saw it. Yeah. So I could see knowing it if you've watched it four times in four years. Um, but I did say to Andy, what was most interesting is that if you've seen it enough that you know the words, you obviously like it, this throws a monkey wrench into the Nick Del Sandro like, you know, uh, how am I supposed to know anything that happened before 1996? Like that, the, the old, uh, old Del if it happened before the first real world, I don't give a fuck <laughs> about it. Which is myself, it? I, Which I think you know, it was like ninety. Went to you know, I got my degree in broadcast and cinematic arts, and I grew very keen to Stanley Kubrick style. Yeah, yeah. Watched but, all the Kubrick movies in like a like a month span. What's your favorite? Ooh, Shining. The Shining's probably my favorite of his. Um, followed by Full Metal Jacket, then either Clockwork Orange or Two Thousand One. But what about Joe poking a hole in your I wasn't born? This movie was made in 1972. Well, he just yeah, explained that. Yeah, just explained it. <laughs> he, did a, he did a filmography of Stanley Kubrick. I've written uh, a couple reports on his movies, yeah. I'd like to see those. Okay. <laughs> I got a Google Doc right here. Can I, can I review those after the show? <laughs> Nick also, I don't know if you watched the video on Twitter, went... Full rogue and got I, a slice. I, I did see that. Yeah. I, now, what I want is he went full rogue. Anybody who has not seen it, it's on our Twitter. He got a slice of pizza from Venice Way Pizza. I want, I want your take just watching the video of what they are trying to charge four dollars and fifty cents for. Well, look, you can't. I, I think maybe the worst way, other than somebody describing it to you in a letter. <laughs> of judging pizza is to judge a pizza by a video of it. I don't think that's the way to judge uh, a slice of pizza. This is the pizza slice that was formerly 675 695 695. Yeah. So let, let's just let's start with at least they're tr- they're putting it in the range of a ballpark that a slice of pizza should cost. So at least now I guess I'm willing to try it based on okay, is it now worth is it worth four ninety five? there's a slice of pizza out there that is worth four ninety five. Four fifty. Four fifty. There is a slice of pizza out there that's worth four fifty. Based on the video, that doesn't seem to be a slice of pizza that's worth four fifty. But I'm not I can't I mean, I can most likely say for sure. But I can't say for sure until I try it. It really does seem like there's a lot of bread. There's a lot of like a looks like a sourdough situation. Yes. And I'm not. I, I like a good Sicilian pie. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind a lot of bread. This just doesn't look like the bread to topping uh, ratio is 
strong at all. Very little sauce. Doesn't make me want to. Tr- watching the video didn't make me want to try it. Nick didn't ha- make me want. Didn't make me want to give it a chance. I'm when, not like, well, if I walk by it one day. Well, Nick confused me. He he seemed pretty critical on board like me. Yeah. And then he goes, "It's good." So I was very confused. Well, yeah, it's it's pizza. Even when it's, it's yeah, even, even when it's a little bad, it's still it's still pretty good. It's, it's like a blowjob, right? Like this is isn't that the old adage? Yeah, that, like is, is that it? Yeah, like even a bad one is still, you know, it's still pizza. I used to eat Elio's frozen pizzas, the one the ones that you snap into like three square. Like I eat those every day. It's not good pizza. Yeah. Also, but it's cheese and sauce and bread. Th- th- this pizza, it's it, it's different than your typical pizza, you know. So, I think that has some, you know, you gotta take that into consideration a little bit, you know. I, I just he's, I'm gonna need more time with him. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like Nick, we, we've made a lot of progress. I'm just saying. I, I'm, I'm a, the only person in the entire Dirty Sports Podcast community who's even tried this pizza. Well, you I, tried it. I took you, a bite. You, you, you took a bite. I took a bite. Took one bite. I'm just saying, we have a lot of work still to do with you. What, what work do you have to do? Like he went out and he got a slice of pizza. Yeah. I'm just saying. He- now the the question is. Do you see yourself returning? I wanted to later on, but I like, like I, I wanted another piece later on. I was hungry after, I, I, and I, I, could, I could like taste it later on. I was like, oh, like kind of want a piece of pizza, but like I don't know if I could I could muster up another four fifty for it. Just see, right? Just because it, it it wasn't it wasn't filling enough. Not just us either. I I, lo- I had not looked at their Yelp for weeks. A lot of the hidden reviews, same thing. And these were not dirt balls. People just saying, you know, four fifty. Well, again, four fifty. At least now you're in the ballpark. But like six ninety five, I I, I refuse to try it. Yeah, four fifty. I'll try it. I mean, I guess if it's here. Yeah. If I'm walking by and starving, I'll, I'll try it. Abbott's but, is like the same price for a slice of pizza. Yeah, and that thing's like double the size. Yeah. Yeah, and that's my point. But they're not getting any business anytime soon. Uh, I don't think a lot of places are. In this current state of the economy. Uh, you know who's not getting business? The Olympics. Japan. Canceled. 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 Now, the Olympics have been canceled because they made a, like, a terrible joke. What, what, what happened? They, uh... I got nothing. <laughs> I, I was going to go with the joke. I went full brain freeze. They have been canceled because of the coronavirus. Yes. And now they're postponing it to 2021? Probably around the same time frame. Gives me a chance for the leg to entirely heal. Yeah. And to and to make trials. Okay. So that's strong. It's, it's, it's a plus for me. Probably not for the Katie Ledeckis of the world, right? Uh, if you're an Olympian... You feel bad for him. You feel bad. You do. But I, I am sure, all you know, jokes about my injury aside, I'm sure that... The majority of Olympians who will qualify in 2021 should be able, like, you should be able to do it. the The folks that age out ever so slightly, or are like on the tail end of their career, that that could be just as easily replaced by maybe somebody who has an injury, right? Yeah, somebody who ages in. Like, it, it definitely sucks because there is. The Olympics are every four years, and uh, people train with that in mind. But it's going to be 
I'll be interested to see in the Olympics a year later how it affects. Uh, it, are there going to be more world records broken? Are there going to be less? Uh, are people? Are certain people that were we'd assumed were going to be there not going to be there, and vice versa? Could be. It could be an interesting little wild card that I think is what what's going on with the pandemic. It's going to have effects, ripple effects, years out. Years. Possibly decades out. Correct. And this is one of them. This has never happened before. The only times the games have been canceled is during times of war. The major world wars. So this has never happened. This is a big deal. Yeah. And as an athlete, let's not forget, you're training just for every four years. As bad as it is to cancel... Uh, a sports season or well i mean to be fair to mo- the majority of the, there's it's not like they're they're handymen when they're not training for the olympics like a lot of them are you know still doing their like they're training for world championships i know but for, still this is the one that counts man yeah 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 but uh, but obviously it's not like it, it's not like that they're going, oh, now we have a year. Like, now I'm going to go hang out for a year. Did Joe just create a new dirty sports segment? Not if athletes had regular jobs. If Olympic athletes yeah. had regular jobs. Yeah. I mean, most of these, I would say for the majority of these athletes. Ryan Lochte. Oh, yeah. Definitely working in a bong shop, right? Oh, yeah. Ryan Lochte, either working in a bong shop. Or surfboard shop. Yeah. Or he's like... He's like the slimy guy who's like always opening a new club like every like <laughs> yeah every 15 weeks. Yeah. And he's like hard push get it gets busted for ecstasy, it gets closed down by the police. He rebrands under another LLC. He starts again. You know what he, he like, is? He he's probably like I I feel like Ryan Lochte is going to be responsible for the next fire fest. I was just wow, you read my mind. I was going to say Ryan Lochte is the guy in the fire festival who teamed up with Ja Rule. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Olympic version of that. Yeah. To a T. But I think uh like a lot of these uh, for a lot of these athletes nothing'll change. They're yeah. just going to keep training and you know maybe they just have to ramp it down and ramp it back up again but you know. Now, if I, you're I, swimming, you're just going to keep fucking swimming. Now, we're if talking you're running, you're going to keep running. We're talking that the Olympics are in Japan, of course. I did receive a call the other day from Yoshi. Yes. Yoshi. How's Yoshi doing? Is he, he in the COVID trial yet? He is not. Yoshi is holed up in northern Arizona. Classic Yoshi move. Staying in someone's guest house or pool house. Uh, but he called me to check in. Classic Yoshi. We talked for about 30 minutes on the phone. And, and I have to just... By the way, he's excited to come back, he said. Whenever that may be. He said he's excited to come back in dirty sports. He said, uh, "We're not excited to have him back. We we banned everybody from Asia. It's a thing. <laughs> we we were on it early. You got you got to be proud of us. If there's one thing, look, I didn't believe it was a thing, but I did say forever. I don't know what Yoshi's got, but he's always coughing, and we won't have him. We won't have he won't we won't have him ever. He, we we got on it early. Got you got to say we did a great job with that. By the way, do you, is there any like I'm not scared at all of Yoshi getting COVID." Yoshi went to uh, Chernobyl. Yeah, I'm certain Yoshi does have it and just doesn't have any symptoms. And we'll come here and we'll all get sick. And Yoshi will be like, it wasn't me. I'll be like, yes, it was you. You were glowing when you came in. This is what Yoshi said. I have to repeat, though, what he said. It'd be much better if he said it himself. But I, 
will do my best attempt to repeat what he said. He goes, I'm really disappointed the Olympics are canceled. And he goes, it shouldn't have taken this long, but you know my people. He goes, it takes a lot for us to make up our minds. We had an A-bomb dropped on us twice, and we still didn't give up for a minute. (laughs) That's classic Yoshi. Classic Yoshi. But he's trying to go next year. He wants to go. Well, I mean, I got to say, that's one thing that, from a selfish standpoint, Japan is very high on my list of places I want to visit. Mine too. And I've I've never been to an Olympics. And I would love to go to an Olympics, and I wasn't going this year. I actually have a, a Japan trip that was sort of in the works for next year as is, although it wasn't supposed to be a summer thing. Um, but potentially it could be reworked to be a summer thing. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Dirty Sports goes to Japan. It's like Bad News Bears. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, Joe, we are in the middle of – this pandemic, people are staying home. And my biggest concern, and it should be a concern of people out there, is uh, grooming. Guys, handle your business. You might be locked under quarantine. It does not mean that you have to have a disgusting hairy bush. Take care of your junk. Absolutely. I, I mean, this is something that I was just thankful for the other day. Like, I need a haircut. I need a beard trim. I'm sure Gay Dave is locked down in quarantine. I, I, I'm assuming Exquisite is closed. I'm assuming they don't call Exquisite essential businesses. I I, will, I walked by the other day. They are closed. Closed. Canceled. And, uh, you know, I, everything is growing. And I was excited the other day. I was like, well, the one thing I can take care of is my down below because I got my manscaped. Well, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to take a second and look down. When was the last time you shaved your junk? If it's been a while, don't lie. Thank our sponsors at Manscaped because they will hold you accountable to get rid of the funk and shave your junk. Manscaped right now has the Lawnmower 3.0. It comes with a waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid for- formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Guys, seriously, this is a great deal. No better time to control your your thickets. And to be honest, it's Manscaped, but ladies, all the places that wax you down below, they're closed too. Maybe you should get some Manscaped or borrow your man's Manscaped. This is a great package that they're offering right now, and you get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code DIRTY at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor, and always you'll use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code DIRTY at checkout. Your partner, your body, and your balls, or your vag for the ladies, they'll thank you. Trust me. You don't want to be carrying all that, that funk in this current pandemic. If you're going to get laid, and I, and I assume, especially if you're in relationships, I assume a lot more sex is happening with couples. Don't don't be letting it get out of control. I'm just saying. This, this it's, is a, it's a strong, strong, don't be, you, well, you know, letting it get out of control. This is basically a PSA. Uh, I want to go to Dirtball Calls early in the show. Wow, right away. We're hitting it. Yeah, because 
you guys did a good job this week, I felt, and you left some good calls, and obviously we are in a lull for a minute with no sports being on, and we're going to get the Dirtball call. Speaking of Dirtballs, I want to give a quick shout-out to our good buddy, Reed, who you and I have both met. Look at these yes. Look at these nice caps, Joe. I know. These are great. The uh, Sacramento River Cats. Look at these. We are now, you know, part of the big cat culture. They're big cat hats. Uh, these are great. And actually, I was just saying to Andy pre-show, this is my first. I've never uh, made the purchase myself of a, uh, like, the mesh spring training yeah. style lightweight hat. And so this is my first. I think maybe I've gotten another one as a gift. But uh, it's it's always nice to get these because I don't, I don't, I, I go with the 5950. And it's nice to, to be able to, to mix up from the wool to the uh, whatever this material is. So shout out to Reed for sending us this. We got a pretty good, pretty good collection of minor league hats going. Oh, it's great. From some dirt balls. Great collection. So thank you, dirt balls. You guys have been great. And uh, yeah, we look forward to wearing another minor league hat. Okay, let's start off with the calls. And actually, I'm going to have to grab my phone because this first call, I I actually took some notes on uh, some answers for this. going on, boys? Kyle Arnofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. And um, non-sports-related question here. Uh, what is your, like, most underrated and most overrated state? Uh, you can do city, too, because I feel like San Francisco is a city that you guys have talked about in the past as being a bit, maybe a bit overrated, maybe Seattle as well, if I remember correctly. Uh, my uh, contribution, uh, I think an underrated state is Rhode Island. I went up there, um, what was that, February, January, in the last few months, nothing really crazy was going on, but Newport and Providence and Narragansett are fucking fun, and everything's pretty close, it's a really fun state, um, and I feel like it doesn't really get the recognition it it, uh, deserves, so uh, give me some input on that, boys, and uh, keep it coming, man, we're we're really enjoying it, Uh, there's really nothing else to do, so talk about whatever the fuck you want, and we're going to be here for it. Overrated cities and states. Okay, well, overrated cities. I'm going Miami. Overrated. Now, now, can I? I'm gonna want X because I have never been to Miami. Can you explain? A lot of people love Miami. A lot of people love to vacation in Miami. A lot of people think Miami is the gem of Florida. I think Miami is overrated uh, because Miami is a coat of paint away from being, like, a cesspool. Like, you go down a block that hasn't been, like, freshly pastel painted, and you're like, God, this place is a dump. It's really just South Beach. And then if you're into, like, the club vibe, you got that going. But if you're not, like, if you want if you want a beach vacation, I, I just think Miami is super overrated. You could even go Florida, you go, go to the Florida Keys, go even up, up north of Florida, go you know the Outer Banks and North Carolina and the Carolinas. Any of these beaches uh, are great. Miami, even other beaches in Florida that don't have like the Miami hype. I just don't need all the glitz and all the glam. I I enjoy Miami. I've, and I've been to Miami numerous times, and I enjoy going to Miami for a weekend and staying at a nice hotel and just hanging out by the pool, but. Uh, it, I, I just think a place is overrated if people go, like, one of the best cities in America, and it's fun for a weekend. Vegas, overrated. 
Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Nick and I discussed that last night. I, that was going to be on my list as overrated. I think a lot of people – I think Vegas could be considered properly rated because I think a lot of people love it and a lot of people hate it. There's not a lot of people who come in in the middle. I actually do come in in the middle. I'm the exact same way with Vegas. I like going to Vegas, but I'll go for a weekend, and then that's it. I don't want to be there for a long time. You know, it's go in, do what you got to do, and get out. But I'll say this about as someone who lived there for two years, I think the strip is overrated. People don't realize how scenic and beautiful it is. There are some great national parks. There's great spots to go. But that's outside of Vegas. Summerlin, Nevada as a state, underrated. But my point is, Summerlin is a suburb of Las Vegas. Yeah, there's some great hiking trails. There's some great mountain biking trails. You know what I'm saying? Like there are good spots in Vegas outside. I think the Strip. Yeah, I agree. Two days max in the Strip at yeah. this point. Um, and I think the state of Nevada, Nevada, I believe is how they pr- properly want us to say it, right? Yeah. Uh, is is underrated because it's not just Vegas. I mean, you think about even going up into the Tahoe area, half of Lake Tahoe is Nevada. Reno, uh, which is kind of a fun little city. Um, I think I think Nevada's underrated because it's basically people just think of only Vegas. Uh, the most underrated state to me, Idaho. People are sleeping on Idaho. Idaho's Colorado before Colorado got like worked over. By ski resorts, Idaho is beautiful. Mountain towns, like fun. Boise's fun. Um, I love Idaho. I think maybe the number one, like it's underrated because no one even mentions it. People well, forget it's a state. My brother was just talking about that. You know, we were laughing, and I put that in a tweet, and I texted you. He went to what is it like Potato U for his job. He spent a week in Boise. He said he loved it. Yeah, That's Boise what he said. is incredible. He said it's such a great town. And and Boise is a, an example of like a, a town in America that has seen something happen in, I would say, in the last 10 to 15 years that I love, which is every sort of major city in these smaller states are now like have hip neighborhoods, like have breweries and have cool coffee shops and have whatever, which for like. I think the majority of my life was you have to go to New York or L.A. or San Francisco or like, you know, Portland or whatever. And now because of the Internet and because everything everybody has all the information, you don't have to go to, you know, a big city to learn to be like a craft brewer. Yeah. You can do that from home. And now every one of these states has their own little cool pockets. And I think that's awesome. And I think it's actually changed a lot of places. Um, but I think Idaho might – like a lot of those states in that in that run, Idaho, Montana. Okay. Well, I was going to say, now you're you're crossing over my list. Yeah. Underrated, I New have – New Mexico. I have Montana. I have Wyoming. I've been to both. Obviously, there's Yellowstone. Yeah. But people don't realize the natural, pristine beauty of these states. Yeah. You're right. Of this area – it's absolutely gorgeous. And if you're someone like me now who doesn't drink, so I don't really care about the nightlife, purely for beauty, you, you why do more why do more people not talk about that, Joe? Why do more people not say, "Hey, I'm going to go to Yellowstone. Hey, I'm going to go to Idaho. I'm going to go to Wyoming." Because it's like, so it, gorgeous. It's the Colorado 
everybody just goes like, well, I can just fly into Denver and go to Colorado. And that's the thing. Colorado is a, is a gorgeous state, but it's just overrun with people because Colorado won't stop talking about how great they are. So now everybody's there. All the ski mountains are there. Vail's so bought up everything. Are we saying Colorado or Denver is overrated? Uh, I think it's properly rated because, you know, it's, it is pretty great, but it's just overrun. And, and like, I don't think, yeah, Colorado, Colorado is overrated by its own residents. They're like, it's the best. And you're like, it is pretty good, but you guys keep yelling it's the best. And now everybody's here all the time. It's like, again, I, I would say Idaho is, if not the most underrated state, it's one of them because it's Colorado before Colorado got corporate. Yeah. You know, uh, here's a few underrated cities I have. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Love Louisville. I think it's... I it, think I think Kentucky is an underrated state. And I can see that. My thing about Louisville is it has a great nightlife. Downtown's a lot of fun. The bars are open till 4. To me, that's like a wild card effect. You have late... You don't have bars... Bars aren't even open... Bars don't go open past 2 in L.A. Yeah. So to have a small town with a good nightlife... I'm going to say Kentucky as a whole underrated because I think it gets, again, it gets lumped in like with the West Virginias, the Arkansas. Like, yeah, those are trash states. I don't need to go to West Virginia ever again. But Kentucky has a personality. Yeah. A, Kentucky has a lot of personalities from horse racing to bourbon to like there is a Louisville lot. Slugger. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of, of personality in Kentucky. I think I'm not saying Kentucky is an amazing state, but I think it's underrated because people just think oh it's just a trash trash bag state have you been to san antonio i have not i feel like that's an underrated city okay and conversely i think dallas oh dallas is so like dallas is so overrated and that's i never so, need to go to dallas again and, and you know what here's the thing nick and i were talking about this last night i've been to dallas i think four times it's spread out like la la so spread out but it doesn't have the scenic beauty of Los Angeles. I think Dallas, Dallas, Fort Worth. Let's just use the whole area. I think it's extremely overrated. Oh yeah, there's like honestly, I've been to Dallas six times. Okay, and I don't think like have I been to Dallas? Where's Dallas? What part of Dallas is like? When do I like the closest thing I can say? Like I'm standing in Dallas is like I'm standing where JFK got shot. Is that is that Dallas? Like I and I've been to like downtown Dallas, like five buildings. Sure. Like they got up they got the ballparks, they got the the, the, the six flags. We've been to a Cowboys game, we've been yeah. to a Rangers game. We've we've all spent time there. You've spent a lot of time there, right? Uh, my only time in Dallas was with you guys. I've been in Frisco, which is close. That's basically Dallas. Yeah. It, it's also like like you said. It's you all just so spread out. You were with us in Dallas. Yeah, that's what yeah. he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, that was my only time there. But I've been in Frisco before. Is what I'm saying. It's like like you said. It's too spread out. Like, no, but like no, if you feels... uh, my thing with Dallas is like, and not that I'm saying these are the greatest places in these cities, but if if you were gonna go, I'm in New York, and you stood in Times Square, you'd be like, I'm in New York. If you're like, I'm in L.A., and you're standing on like Hollywood Boulevard. You're in L.A. Where are you in Dallas? Where you're like, look, I'm in Dallas. Yeah. Like, what is it? Where is where does where is Dallas? Yeah, I agree. There's and, just nothing about Dallas that's interesting to me. And uh, can I go a little international on this? Okay. Have you been to Barcelona? No. 
and, and I'm probably biased because I lived in Madrid, but Barcelona, if we're going to talk Spain, I, I traveled all throughout Spain. And my opinion might be different. I was a dumb 20-year-old, drunk all the time. But when you talk about some of the great cities of Spain and some of the great beach towns, I think Barcelona is overrated. It has a great history. It has some cool stop stuff, stuff like like Las, I think it's Las Ramblas, the, the main street. But I felt it was so hyped up. You know, they had the Olympics there in '92. Uh, I'd be curious if anybody can chime in on this. Of all the cities in Spain, and maybe I'm wrong. Again, maybe I was just dumb and I was 20 years old and I only spent three days there. I thought Barcelona was very overrated, and uh, I also think I'll just say it. I'm going to take a lot of flack for this. Sorry, guys. And I don't know if it's rated highly, but they rate it highly themselves. I, I'll just say it. Ohio, you're overrated. I mean, it, only Ohioans are... Like, I don't even think... Ohio, like, does anybody but Ohioans rate Ohio highly? I think ma- the majority of the world thinks that Ohio is a joke. But Ohio is always... Cleveland play- is a, a punchline. Cleveland, like, Cleveland is when you... it Like, if you're filling out a Mad Libs and it's like shithole city people just write cleveland yeah cincinnati like no one thinks of it like like what what do people think of when they think of cincinnati it's literally the reds chili like is is a hard it's hard drop off after chili (laughs) and a baseball team that hasn't won anything since 1990 ah don't remind me please don't remind me uh but i think because it's such an integral part of the election of which by the way they always like they seemingly always drop the ball well they've picked every president yeah since the civil war yeah F- like literally last election was because donald trump focused solely on the forty thousand coal workers in ohio i mean what are you guys doing you're covered in <laughs> soot get out of the get out of the ground you weirdos deciding our election some guy who's eating chili and 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 mining coal <laughs> is deciding who's the president of this country? You know who's underrated to go back to that? I think North and South Carolina. Yeah, I agree. There are so many gorgeous beach towns, and I've been lucky to go to a bunch of them in North and South Carolina. And not beach towns. Savannah's incredible. Isn't that Georgia? Uh, yeah, sorry. But uh what's the what's the there's one in South Carolina that's right by it's right there as well. Charleston? What, yes. Charleston is also and not not really a beach town. It's like a. I mean, it's the, next the, to the water. Yeah, but like the old world, the old South style, colonial. Yeah, I, I think I think North and South Carolina underrated, and uh, I'm gonna say it again, biased. I think as far as a fun town to go out, St. Louis. I think because obviously Anheuser Busch based there, it has such a good bar scene. I've always enjoyed St. Louis. I think in a way, I think from that vantage point, it's underrated as far as stuff to do. Just my opinion. What about, uh, I mean, Kyle mentioned Seattle. I think Seattle's properly rated. I like I've Seattle a lot. Seattle's fun. Um, Portland's, I like Portland a lot too. Portland might be a little bit overrated at this point. I don't think San Francisco's but overrated. I dis- San Francisco's overrated. We disagree there. I love San Francisco. I love but it But also, like, it's it's again. It's like Ohio. The people in San Francisco are like, "Oh my God, how could I live?" I mean, based on rent alone, San Francisco is overrated. Okay, I can see that vantage point. Over, if 
there there is absolutely no reason you should be paying thirty five hundred dollars for a one bedroom apartment in San Francisco. Yeah, it's overrated. And Nick, and that's all the tech stuff and whatever. But Nick, did you have any to add to this? Chicago is so overrated. Oh wow. no wow. no I no! Hate Chicago. Okay, why? Why do you hate Chicago? I love Chicago. No geography. Everyone's busy doing their job like what do you do in chicago what is you no, pay what is, so what, much money i don't even, even understand fun i don't even understand the criticism no geography i mean like l- look around it's buildings it's just like a man-made like sit like, like what, what are you looking at like, on a gigantic lake yeah and and there and the chicago river runs right through it it's the ugliest like beachfront <laughs> i've ever seen in my life it's disgusting we remember when we rode our bikes that was such a beautiful ride we rode our bikes from Wicker Park to Wrigley Field along Lake Michigan through all these beautiful parks. We saw it. Was it the Bean? Yeah. Nick. Nick. Eat the Bean. Nick, oh, this geez. is a bad take, bro. No, no. I, I, I think that there's this thing for Midwesterners like East Coasters with New York where Midwesterners, like, there's there's some part of the Midwest soul where, like, your thing is, like, you got to go to Chicago after school. Like, this is what you do. Everyone goes to Chicago. Yeah. Every so, sing- every one of my friends who graduated from Central Michigan all moved to Chicago afterwards. And, like, everyone goes there. Like, it's some great place to live and work. It's so expensive to live. And it's mediocre living. It's it's the most overrated city in the United States. I think, wow. that's, a, I think that's a bad take. I do. I think. Here's what I'll say. I think Chicago is properly rated because the Midwest overrates it. And the rest of the country underrates it as just like the Midwest. Whereas like Chicago to me, yes, it's like the jewel of the Midwest, but it it is a it's a proper big city that just happens to be in the Midwest. Like I think if you talk to a lot of people from New York or California or Florida, they think Chicago is just trash. And if you go, Chicago is great in the summer. Uh, there's two baseball teams. The pizza's weird, but it's again. It's I think pizza. it's great. It's pizza. There's so um, much to do that, like, like to call Chicago the most overrated city. I, I find that offensive, to be honest. That's fine. Like, there, there's so much to do. It's got a great public transportation system. You can get around anywhere. You go, but you, you go once. You've seen it at all. There's not much venturing. There's not many nooks and crannies in Chicago to go around. It's all touristy. You go to the Bean. You go to Grant Park or whatever could, it is. Every, you go You go down to the Navy Pier. What else you got to do? You do it in a week and you're done. Jesus Christ, Nick. Why are you so angry about <laughs> Chicago? Everything you said I could say for New York about the touristy, the things to do. And I disagree. I've been to Chicago probably five or six times. Every time I've gone, I've experienced something new, something different. The last trip Joe and I were a part of, I mean, had you spent time, like, take Wicker Park? How great yeah. was Wicker Park? Yeah, it was awesome. I, I, I like Chicago. I like the, what I like about Chicago is Chicago is an entire city of your hometown bar. We're like, you yeah. go and, and you just, like, go, like, I'm going to go in here with a hat on and drink some Miller Lights and... No one's gonna like. No one's gonna be like. You gotta go to this place. You gotta go to this yeah. place. They're all just like have a sliced meat sandwich and some and some light beer. And I'm like, I'm I'm here for this. I'm here for you. I can do this. Great sports. Town. I would never want to live full time in Chicago. I'd what's be too, f- fucking disgusting. What's too? It's too cold, and we'd be obese. Yeah. And we, remember that? Like when we were there, I was even like, my my chest hurts. <laughs> 
But yeah, you turn into Chris Farley. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I but it's I think it's good for a visit. I just I'll, especially in the summer. Let, I've actually never let been me in the winter. Yeah, let me ask you this. I have. I went to a wedding in December there. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. We were staying at the W right next to Lake Michigan. That wind in December is brutal. But Nick, let me ask you this, dude, and just be honest with me. How much have you actually experienced in go- Chicago going everywhere? My, I mean, my girlfriend lives there. But like, are you guys going out? Out? I mean, yeah. There's so much to do. Yeah, I, I've been there like dozens of times. I mean, I, I, I live like two I mean, and a half hours away. I've did been someone there rob you? Like, life. what? No, happened? no, not at all. What? Okay, so talk to me about your geography. Wow, Kyle Aronofsky didn't know this was gonna be a 45 minute phone call. I, I did. There's <laughs> uh, a reason I did it first. The, the geo- Talk to me about the geography of where you're from. Let's say you're in Central Michigan. That Central Michigan is the area Western where Michigan is where Western is where you're from. Yeah, you're gonna get in the car and you're gonna go somewhere for a weekend. Where are you going ahead of Chicago? Um, I would go. I'd rather go to Milwaukee. I think it's an underrated city. Okay, I've never been to Milwaukee. Okay, it was that was on the to do before baseball season was canceled. It's a beautiful canceled. summer, beautiful okay. summer city on the beach. And if you want a, a nice summer beach place. Like by, by by the Lake Michigan, Milwaukee, miles ahead of Chicago. Bro, he is so. Look at the, the look on his face. I'm talking to a Midwesterner here, okay? Well, we're both Midwesterners, but you are so anti Chicago. I'm kind of interested by this. Here's a question for you: How does how is San Diego rated? Over or underrated? Under. I think it's underrated too, but also peep I, I also feel like people like postcard dream about San Diego. I think I think downtown San Diego is pretty bad. I'm not a big fan of downtown San Diego. You don't like the gas lamp? But I love outer San Diego. Okay, I can I see that. I love North North County San Diego is amazing. I mean the ballpark down there. I like Pe- Petco's underrated. Yeah. Coronado's fine. But like North County San Diego is where it's at. Mission Beach, all and even even those ones down by San Diego, Mission Beach, PB, they're fun. But I think I think what sets San Diego apart is North County San Diego, which isn't really the city of San Diego, but it's this greater San Diego area. Yeah. Interesting. I knew this was going to be a long call. There's a reason I led with this. A lot of opinions on overrated and underrated. Massachusetts as a state, overrated. Uh, Maine underrated. I think Maine's an underrated. Maine's gorgeous. People people like treat Maine like it's Canada. Yeah, Maine's amazing. Never been. New York underrated. That's wow. Here's why: as a state, people just think New York is New York. People just think New York City is New York State. Talking like Appalachian Mountains and stuff. Everything you go north. You got, you know, you got the Berkshires, you've got the Adirondacks, you've got all the stuff that's north. You go east, you're going out to Long Island, the Hamptons, Montauk. New York is way more than New York City. Now, we do have like... Come on, man. We do have like Western, terrible... You got a lot like, of bad parts. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying, if you you can go basically three hours in any direction of New York City and you're still in a pretty solid spot. If you're staying in New York State, I mean, you go, you go, you go two and a half hours up. You know, you go, you cross the river, you go up. You're like, you're in Lake George, Saratoga, 
all that gorgeousness up there. Saratoga, that's it. the Saratoga, Lake George area, it's one of my favorite places in the whole world. Beautiful to be there in the summer. Out east. You know what you know what sucks right now? We're discussing all these amazing places to go to. And we can't go to any of them. Like we're on lockdown. Yeah, you, I got I'm, that. A, I'm also I gonna say that. I'm gonna say LA's underrated too. I think people LA like oh, it's uh, Hollywood, all these women with their fake boobs. Like the like the things that you hear about I could never live in LA. Like I feel like the people who say they could never live in LA came here once, saw some terrible part of town, were like, This isn't for me. Yeah, but you know what the difference is with guys like me and you? We're beach guys. Yeah. So a lot of times people forget all the great beach towns of LA. Like I would from Malibu all the way down the the whole coast. The whole coast. And and like the Santa Monica Pier, that's a terrible beach. The Santa Monica area just right there is awful because it's just all hotels and everything like that, but Palisades, Malibu, I mean, you you go even going up past like I mean you're talking about Ventura County, Ventura, you yeah. know, Oxnard I mean, down obviously here, Playa, the South Bay, Palos Verdes. Yeah, but even Pasadena, it's gorgeous. Like I love it out there. Yeah, Pe- people just think of again. It's like it's like judging New York by Times Square. Like Hollywood Boulevard isn't L.A. Sure. You want to get to a couple other calls? Sure, let's do it. Let's let's get to a few more calls. This one is for you, Joe Prano. All right, what's up, Dirty Sports? Your number one Oregon State Beavers Dirtball Joe. I'm uh, I'm calling because I'm currently drunk, listening to the first Dirty Sports podcast episode, Fast Time. And in that episode, uh, Prano mentions that he met Roger Goodell in some form prior to when he was commissioner. I think it'd be good content for the show for him to elaborate a little bit, a little bit of a throwback too. Uh, yeah, and uh, condoms are for any whiskey that's not Buffalo Trace. Shout out to the Kobe Shot Challenge. That's what I'm drinking tonight. Thank you guys and keep it up. Have a good one. Bye. Would you call? Uh, he's an Oregon State Beaver Dirtball. Would you call him a Beaver Ball? Beaver ball, I like it. Um, also, condoms for any. I like. I love Buffalo Trace, obviously, but condoms for any whiskey that's not Buffalo Trace, bad take. Yeah, not a good take. Okay, you should you should have you should be doing whiskey tastings while we're in quarantine. Um, I did meet Roger Goodell. I had a meeting with Roger Goodell. Give me year set up. Oh, what year did Roger Goodell become commissioner of football? Two thousand six. So it, it was literally right before it. He was the vice president. He was like the second man in charge. Yeah. Um, he got announced as the commissioner within six months of our meeting. And I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Um, I was pitching an an NFL show. Um, I was working in production and one of the uh, one of the networks that I kept having gigs with uh, was Spike. TV, which is no longer a thing, right? R.I.P. Spike. Thank God. They were a disaster. 
And it was a disaster. It was a terrible place to work. You know what Spike TV is? You're going to love this. This is what I think of Spike TV. If Spike TV was a person, it would be Jeff Lowe from... From Tiger King? Tiger King. Always yeah. wearing affliction. Yeah. Drinks Mountain Dew. Yeah. Likes girls and the, tigers. The, the, the executives that were wearing bandanas with Oakley hats on top of them. <laughs> um, I was working on a lot of productions at Spike uh, in a lot of different capacities, like... 50 greatest cars <laughs> like that, that was like one yeah. of the things i worked on another one was like the extreme remember the japanese extreme challenge show i was a writer on one of those um wait and, was that impossible bonzuke n- no it was like most extreme challenge or something like that okay. but it's like it was you know what it was so when you meet roger goodell so then I, are you meeting him individually so I was with my so basically I brought in my one of my contacts from the NFL. I so I talked to the network and they were like, "Cool story, NFL is impossible to work with." And I was like, "I could probably talk to the NFL. I have some contacts that have NFL connections." And they were like, "If you could do that, we'll then we have we can talk." So I uh, reached out to one of my friends who is obviously heavily involved in the NFL, and I said, "Hey, how about this? I'll bring you on if you, you basically all you have to do is connect me to the NFL, and you'll be a producer on this show." So he was like, "All right, let me see what I can do." And then he's like, "How about you and I go sit down with the vice president of the NFL? He's Tagliabue. Was that who was the commissioner at the time?" Paul Tagliabue was the commissioner. Tagliabue's like right hand man. Went to the NFL. This is right before the NFL Network started uh, because they were like everything in the NFL offices was about like Rich Eisen coming over and Rich Eisen was starting the NFL Network. And it started in New York. Yeah. And then they moved it to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that they were huge on the on the uh, the relief or the release, the break of, you know, the debut of the NFL Network. Went to the NFL offices in New York. Three-person meeting, me, my friend, Roger Goodell, and pitched him on uh, this this show idea I had. How long is the meeting? 45 minutes, maybe. Half hour, 45 minutes. He was a douche. He was a douche. Why do you say that? He, like, he was not aware, like, exactly how he is about the NFL now. He was so not he was so like dead inside to the idea that the NFL is this like behemoth that 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 like scares people and it's awful to people and has this has this terrible uh you know like every, the they're they're the way people talk about them and how they treat people and how they whatever and we sat with him and he like he didn't understand the concept of the fact that like everybody is so afraid to work with you guys because you're such dicks about everything that like what I need for you is like I I essentially need you to like sign a letter saying like we're in on this. He's like this sounds like a great idea. Would you be willing to put it on the NFL network? And I was like, yeah, to, to, like let's go. And it but it was also like he liked the idea, but he was also like still an asshole the whole time. Like if you liked something, be gracious about it be like be you know be excited be be nice 
he was just like, I don't understand. What do you need from me? And it was like, I need you to say that you would be on board, that you would let us use team names, clips. Image like, and likeness. It, yeah, like this is only a show if you do it. And no one's you, – you, you only have deals with CBS and Fox and ESPN. And everybody else is like wants to do NFL content. And they're so afraid of you guys. They don't know what to do. And at the time, uh, Spike was Viacom, which was CBS, kind of. Like, it was a whole thing. No, they were. Yeah, Spike was Viacom. Right. Spike was Viacom, but then, like, just, like, the corporate structure of everything. It's like, well, we have a deal with CBS. We don't have a deal with Viacom, but we have, like, whatever. And he, like, he, like, essentially liked it, but also brushed it aside. And I was like, well, I need, I need, I, I need more than that. I need more than you say, like, we like it. Like, it's not about you liking it. It's about you saying, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll back this. So, uh, yeah. What are you wearing to this meeting? I'm sure I wore a suit. I'm sure I wore a suit or, or at the very least I wore like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm assuming I wore a suit. Is Roger Goodell in a suit? Yeah. I think he was it. I think, if I recall, he was in a like a suit, and his jacket was like on the back of his chair, or like hung up on the, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm almost positive we were all in suits. Yeah, and I just walked out of the meeting going like, that guy's kind of an asshole. Like, and then like six months later, I was like, that guy's the commissioner. Ugh. I was literally my thought six months later. I'm like, that guy. Oh my god. And here we are. And here we are. It, like, I really don't feel like I have to explain it all that much because he was exactly like you see on, in everything. He's just like, yeah, okay, what? I'm like what? And you're like, all right. Just like a, just like this, like grumpy. Like, how much do you need to be getting paid not to have a, the grumpiest attitude of all time about everything? But do you think that also is why Goodell has been successful? Because let's be honest. His tenure is about 15 years. I believe, I could be wrong. I think he became the commissioner in the summer of 2006. But my point is, you're coming up on like 15 years, basically. And the NFL has only grown. But here's what I can, here's, let me tell you something, Andy. And this is, this is the saddest part about it. This is 2005. I'm going in and I'm talking to him, uh, like, about a, basically a pregame show idea. That was like different than the suited pregame. And I was like, here's the things that you need to embrace that you guys are not embracing. Fantasy football. I go, you guys act like it's not a thing. You need to be doing fan you need to be doing fantasy updates. You need to do that. I was like, gambling. I know you guys don't want to get into it because it's all so so touchy. But like you've gotta you've gotta respect the fact that thousands, millions of people are doing it. You have to at least tongue in cheek make reference to it. That was a couple that was just like a couple and and Madden and like the the esports like I mean we're talking about 2005 I'm talking about esports fantasy gambling. Bro, 15 years ago. Pronounced the dramas. I I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know yes, the NFL has grown, but what, I mean we're talking about when did they really start recognizing fantasy as thing? 5 6 years after that? I'd probably say 2010. Madden like as a thing? Like a couple more years gambling yesterday. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying I wasn't. You know, I'm not saying I was gonna. F I, I should be commissioner, but I should be commissioner. Yeah. 
Can you handle one more call? Sure. Let's do one more call because we do have some more sports to discuss. Not that this isn't sports, but uh, one more call and then uh, we'll move on to some other stuff. How's it going? This is Crazy Eyed Sam Bradford here. Um, I was just wondering, how many 12-year-olds can you fight at one time? Um, I think I could take on about, like, 10, you know, with a fist fight. Um, and then to tie into sports, which athlete can fight the most 12-year-old? Um, I know what you think condoms are for this coronavirus. Okay, guys, so the average 12-year-old weighs about 90 pounds and is roughly 5 feet tall reference okay so apparently this is a thing nick told me this yesterday when we heard the call this is a thing have you seen this i have not no he said this is a thing that you see crazy eyes sam bradford by the way our friend from arizona i I dubbed him crazy eyes sam bradford because he kind of looks like sam bradford with crazy eyes yeah he's he's especially crazy eyed today what did he say 10 He's out of his mind. That's ridiculous. Was he? Is he? Was this Gulliver's Travels? Like, was, he, bro, was, was this twelve? Is this, is this Roadhouse? Ten, twelve year olds will have you tied down in three minutes. Yeah, are you Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse? It's ridiculous. It's a reckless answer. Uh, well, first of all, I twelve year olds. I just went. The kid I used to nanny for. It's right around that age. I went and I saw his seventh grade boys basketball team. So he's a year older. Nick gave the average weight and height. I'll tell you what. These kids, again, just a year older. They're not bigger than you think. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's say five foot ninety pounds. I'm still gonna say I'm gonna putting my number at four and a half. Because if you have and, and by the way, I'm saying four and a half because it's four, it's five. You know, depending on depending on, you know, are they are they kind of soft twelve years old? Are they small? You know, I mean like you know, I'm not taking four 12-year-olds from the hood. No way. Four kids who have been, you know, fighting their whole life. If, like, I, I don't know who you are to think that you'll be able to stop. Ten. To stop four. Like, I know they're only 90 pounds, but they, all they have to do is go for one limb each. Yeah. Like, one kid grabs your leg. Another kid grabs your other leg. You got two Jeff Van Gundys on your legs. You know what I mean? Then guys go for their arms. And I'm sa- what I'm saying is five because, like, I can get one out. Like, I can take one out. Like, if five of them bum rush me, like, I'm for sure taking one. Like, I'm knocking one out cold immediately. First one that gets to me, I'm going to kick his face in. But then when the four of them, the rest of them get to you, like, it's going to be hard. I just don't know how you fight off people with no, well, with no limb. You, ha- you have a nice height advantage. Yeah. I- I'm a little guy. Bro, I I mean, let's reach is going to be a problem for me yeah. and Andy. A hundred percent. I I I'd have my hands full with two kids. I'm just being realistic. Two twelve-year-olds. I would. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm five nine, 165 pounds. I just think ten is the most reckless. Honestly, I don't know who you are to think that you could be like that. You could take. <laughs> I, who can take six twelve-year-olds? Well, this is the second part of his question. Which athlete would take on the most twelve-year-olds? I think. I think. I think your best chance. Are we going football or basketball? Uh, I, I think you got to go basketball. I think you got to go. I think you got to go combat sport or martial arts. Yeah, Mixed I think you got to go somebody with hand speed, but also somewhat size. Like, I, I, I don't think you necessarily go like with a heavyweight, but you go with like a like the fastest light heavyweight. Okay, hold on. Like, like I think Roy Jones Jr. could take three out cold. 
before they get like you know pa pa pa. Like I don't have that kind of hand speed. I'm I'm knocking one out cold on his approach, but I don't have the hand speed to like hit him and duck others and like hit another. I mean, we just watched the fight last month. Also, UFC guys who are using kicks. Yeah, I mean, take Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. These guys are six nine boxers, six foot nine. Yeah, it's still like. Once you're like one like six a six nine boxer, how many can you take? Six, seven? I just think twelve ten is a reckless answer. It's I mean we've all seen like a like hyenas kill like I mean you watch these shows. I was watching one last night, bro. Yeah. How many hyenas does it take to kill like a whatever they hunt? Dude, hyenas can hunt. Elephants. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When they get in packs. Yeah. So 12-year-olds are hyenas, essentially. So I actually just watched hyenas and elephants last night. They didn't kill the elephant. At one point, this is a fully developed, large, adult female elephant. It was in trouble. There was like 10 to 12 hyenas around it. Yeah. That's So, like, I mean. I think that's the comparison. I'm going five 12-year-olds personally. On, on a good day, depending on their size. I mean, depending on their size, depending on their upbringing. I, I mean, even for the best athlete. And again, I'm going. I'm just going combat com, combat sports. Like some somebody who can deliver strikes and and start and start disabling them one at a time. You know what I mean? So basically, I'm thinking if you're a combat athlete, the numbers like. 10 because you're taking three out, but you still can't overpower seven. But it's like one, two, ah, seven of them are on me. Well, it's just a shame that Michael Jackson is not alive to go to him because he would have a great answer on how many 12-year-olds one man can take on. Yeah. Too soon? I mean, are they locked in a room, inside of a room, inside of a room? (laughs) Are they doing dance moves? Are they Australian? Adrian Peterson might be good. Ooh. Just just switching them to death. Yeah, but he was switching kids way his kids were way younger than twelve. Yeah. yeah. I'm going with some sort of UFC athlete to like take out, I don't know, ten. But I mean the idea that crazy eyes Sam Bradford is taking out <laughs> set. I, I I'd like to see crazy eyes Sam Bradford take out three twelve year olds. Yeah, it's a lot harder than people think. It's a lot harder. Two, I mean it's the same. I like watched, I said, I'd have my hands full with two. I watched a clip the other day because now everybody's doing these old clips, old sports clips. I watched Martin and Charlie Sheen beat Michael Jordan in basketball. Two of them. The two two Sheens from two generations straight up beat Michael Jordan. It's like there's only so much you can do with a one with a outnumbered situation. I mean, the Sheens iced him. Wait, wait a second. What? Yes. What is there a video of? One on two, Martin Sheen, Charlie Sheen. V Michael Jordan, they, they did, waxed him, bro. They did not try, or I'm sorry, Jordan did not try. Watch the video; he absolutely tried, and they're just banging eight foot jumpers. They're just getting separation. One of them goes to the basket. Michael Jordan's not about to give them a layup, and then Martin Sheen, old Steve Nash style, right under the hoop, dishing it out to Charlie Sheen for little six footers, eight footers, unstoppable, unstoppable. Is this pre HIV Charlie Sheen? Yeah, this is pre HIV. Martin Sheen still got brown hair in it. This is like Apocalypse Now, Martin Sheen. Okay. I mean, they're they're 
They are working Michael Jordan. Working him. It's not even close. They beat him like 11-3 or something like that, 11-4. I refuse to believe it. It's, there's video of it. I mean, working him. I can probably do three before I get winded. Three 12-year-olds? Three. I said two. What makes Nick, who's even smaller than me, think he could take three? And he's younger. Younger, yeah. He's got more combat sports I'm experience. In, I'm in better shape than you. That's not true. <laughs> oh, dirty sports decathlon. <laughs> Bet you I can out sprint you easily. Wow, bro! I I I mean, I'd like to see a sprint race for sure. Yeah, I was a, I was a track star in high school. I don't care what you were. You, what, might, I mean, you, you might be able to beat me in a forty yard dash. You the other day, hundred meters. Who's you, winning in the hundred meters? Hundred meters. I got that. I, dude. I'll be honest. I how far is a hundred meters? Like I don't I don't know. It's, what like, that, it's like a football, football field. field, and like back line to back line. You the other day. You run miles at a time. You can't run 100 meters full sprint? Well, of course I can, but that's what I'm bringing it back to. I mean, he, I can't. He went full blinking guy meme the other day when I told him I ran seven miles. My it's, point is. It's an endurance challenge. You you he's couldn't. An he's an athlete. He's not trying to be the best at working out. But my point is. He, he's it's trying a lot of miles. That means I'm in better shape than you is my point. Yeah, but I think I, got, I still got the quick first step. I'm not. I'm not debating that. What, what I'm debating is you just said you don't think I'm in better shape than you. I'm definitely fatter in the stomach because I'm 38 and I have love handles and I eat. I've been eating along in your habits. You rubbed off on me in that way, and it doesn't affect you because you have a great metabolism at your age, dude. But I'm in better shape than you. Yeah, but you're talking about cardiovascular shape. You're probably in better shape than Zach Randolph too. I'm not taking you versus Zach Randolph in anything. Not running? No. Come on, I could beat Zach Randolph in a hundred a hundred meter dash? No way. Got that, got that youth, fam. A two, two a guy is two years out of the NBA. Who's filming this? I'll film it. I'm, I'll film it on my crutches. Hundred meters. Are 100 we going meters. beach? Because the only I, I, I'm talking about, I'm talking the Catline. We're going on the beach. We're we're doing a uh, we're doing some sort of uh, we're doing some sort of uh, what's the the ball throw, shot put, shot put. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm talking. Like seriously, who's in better? We're gonna see if you can do more pull ups on the pull up bar, the beach. Nick would take me in a short sprint for sure. Well, forty is a short sprint. Hundred meters is not a short. I mean, uh, what, what would you rather do? Four hundred? You want to go once around the track? No, I'm good there. It's a quarter mile. I always uh, tapped out after two hundred meters on my sprint. You you you've done zero cardio since you've been here. It's not true. When's the last time you did cardio? I played a full court basketball game with a bunch of randoms. When? That was about a month ago. Hundred meters, pull ups, some sort of maybe like a I don't know what's a a peer to peer bike race. Maybe a long jump. Well, first of all, in this coronavirus age, I don't want neither Nick nor I touching a pull up bar unless we're wearing gloves. Oh, no, we'll hit it with the sanitizer wipes. We'll do a little swimming contest in the in the pool here, Savage Town. Oh, swimming, bro. Come on. I, I'll crush you in swimming. <laughs> you think so? I mean, again, first of all, we're not doing it in the Savage Town pool. But, like, again, I, I bet you you beat him in, uh, you know, 40 laps. But what about, you know, what about one length of the Olympic pool over in Santa Monica College? I, I 50 meters. I still like my odds swimming. Because I don't, I don't know his swimming background, but I have a decent one. I mean, have you seen my my huddle mixtape? 
<laughs> For, of what sport? Football. <laughs> All right, we've got a swim. We've got a run. Nick, that we've was got also a bike. F- we've got pull-ups. We've got a shot put. I'm already at six. That was also five years ago. Yeah, well, when was the last time you played football? I, hey, I'm going dirty sports decathlon. <laughs> yeah, w- w- junior division. But but the difference is, I can. Oh, bro, bro, you you should not. You should like. Here's the thing. I was already like feeling good about like my runs lately. You've now just tapped into this tiger over here, and I'm gonna train even harder. I'm gonna start training, bro. I was running. You know what I did yesterday? You know Nick's what I did yesterday? Be doing Seven sprint, miles sprint training. Yeah, in a windsuit. I was doing miles. Straight up. That's why I went to the Palisades. I'm going to challenge myself today. I'm going to do hills. This pandemic, I was all depressed. It was getting to me. I was like, no, I'm going to stop being such a little whiny little bitch like I was, and I'm going to start training. Now we've added this to the mix. It's on, Nicholas. I'm writing down events. (laughs) I can't believe. You have me in endurance, that's for sure, but I think I can get you in a sprint. I'm not disagreeing. This is like that episode of Seinfeld. Joe's listing, this is all endurance if we're going. I mean, again, these are, it's sort of medium. It's medium. Like, you know, we, we can, we can have uh, votes on this stuff. Like I think a hundred meters, a hundred meter run. I mean, it's certainly determined who's faster. I mean, what, what do you want to do in a swim? 50 meters, a hundred meters. Like I think, I think one I, 50 meter length of the Olympic pools, like. I mean, you're gonna know who's a better swimmer in 50 meters. Is that just one length of the of the full of the full pool? Okay, freestyle, the big one. My my biggest concern, Nick. Nick's so good at filming. Who's filming this? I'll film it, bro. I mean, Nick's Nick's got a lot of you know experience under his belt lately. But I mean, I'm 40 years old. I worked in production when I was this kid's age. He's got to hold a camera. Like no, I, yeah, I can hold. I can hold a camera, landscape style. I'll I'll tell you this much, Nick. Peer to peer bike ride. Little bike ride. We need, we need the same bike though, because I agree. If you're serious, Nick, about this, you better start training, fam. Yeah, I got to. Because the peer, even okay, the peer-to-peer bike ride, three miles probably. It's probably three miles one way. Yeah. So six miles. Yeah. Oh, you just want to do one way? We're going either, there and back. either way. Either way, like I just picture me and Nick knocking people on the bike path <laughs> over. Get out of my way. I mean, it could be even, it, what could be great too is, well, no, that might, might not work with it. Oh, no, most of the wind's onshore. One of you guys could start at Santa Monica Pier. One of you guys could start at, at Venice Pier. You could go pier to pier and back to the middle. The wind will affect that, the, the wind from the ocean. I notice that when I run. Sometimes it's way easier. And sometimes- we'll, we'll, start, we'll start at the big V. One he goes to Venice Pier. One he goes to Santa Monica. Then you cross. You go to the other pier. Back to the V. I, I'm it's just, that. It's that old like. He, he, here's the double thing. track. When I look at these different events, I don't know. I don't know where Nick has the big edge on minus like sprinting in a quick race. He's definitely gonna have the edge on me. But like this, this is all but again. A hundred meters, like a hundred meter run is lo- like. I actually don't think I could full sprint for a hundred, like full sprint for a hundred meters. I'd get pretty tired. Yeah, so if I, I. if I went one hundred percent max, I'd start. I'd start cooling off. I've, I've. Uh, that was a, that was a run that we did in football, and it's hard to go full steam. What if the wi- meters. Yeah. What if, what if the winner gets my bed? 
Ooh, I like this idea. <laughs> like if I lose to Nick, I move to the couch <laughs> for like a month or something. This is a good replacement for the Olympics being canceled. No. Dirty Sports Decathlon Junior Division. I, I just saw in the YouTube comments the 2020 Dirty Sports Summer Olympics. I like it. Okay. Give us a couple months at least. We got train. I wish I wasn't injured. I know. I I backstroke a fifty. <laughs> Beat you guys. Now, you, well, you you're gonna have to be healthy to be a judge, though. Yeah. So we we got to continue having you rehab. I, Andy, my rehabs to hit a new level. Look at this. If I have something to lean on, I can I can almost squat. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. I'll be back before you know it. Be Olympics 2021. Oh. He's making progress. How Squatting. About, how about your boy Noah Syndergaard? Speaking of injuries. Great guy. Seems like a fantastic person. Great hair. You got to love. Thrown in, you, thrown in his underwear. You at least have to love, Joe, that there might not be a season. I mean, this is Tommy John surgery that he has to have starting now. He's not back until mid-2021. It's just like, God. Yeah, but again, if there's no season... At what point is baseball going to say we can't have a season? I don't know. I don't know. At this point, I mean, one of the Mets, I mean, we'll call it the Mets' third starter, second starter is down. Cancel, cancel the season. So dramatic. I just don't even. I mean, poor Noah Syndergaard. He's a really good guy, too. He's a fun guy, fun-loving guy. He's great with the fans, great on social media. Fan of comedy, goes to the stand in New York all the time. Just a good guy. It's one of those things. He just throws too hard. I saw a stat in the last five seasons or six seasons, the guy who averaged the highest velocity in baseball, they've all had Tommy John surgery. But do you also think it has anything to do with what's happening right now? He's not the second big pitcher. I don't know. That's going to have Tommy John surgery. I don't know. Was he was he trying to play through it and get a contract? I don't know. But You know what I'm saying though? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. But either way, if baseball comes back, it'll be rough not to have Thor. It'll be rough. He's just such a good guy, too. Seems like a real good guy. I mean, not going to lie, he was throwing medicine balls over volleyball nets in Hermosa Beach like two months ago. Like, bro, maybe tap the brakes if you got a, if you got something wrong in your elbow. If baseball, if baseball misses the whole month of May, you're talking like 25 games. Roughly, correct? The whole month of May? Yeah, more, more than that. They were supposed to start today. Today's supposed to be opening day. That's right. You're looking at five to six games a week. So the argument would be... The whole month of May is like 50 games. We kind of talked about it last episode, but if, if baseball is, is minus 50 games on a 162-game schedule, can they really do a season? I mean, I think, you, I think that there's benchmarks that you've got to like... I mean, we, we play... Like, I think... When you get to the point where you're like under 100 games, I don't think you can. How do you do that? But that's probably about the benchmark, right? 100 games. Yeah. So we're looking probably. I mean, all-star break happens eh, mid-ish season. 
So yeah, I think you got to be. I think you get, yeah, I think you got to be starting in like June. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I just I, just, I don't I, need these anymore, right? I think I think sports is done, though. By the way, I think I hear something in those ears. Is there like a white noise coming in those headphones? It's the wind. You know what yeah. it is? It's the wind calling me, saying. It's the wind. It's saying, Andy, come outside, train. You will destroy Bilbo. I thought I had six. Now I've only got five. I got a hundred meter run, a fifty meter swim, a peer to peer bike ride, a shot put of some sort. Like maybe like a javelin throw a of some kind. But th- see, this is what I don't like about this conversation. It's completely changed. Well, what? it started off as how many 12-year-olds we could fight. No, it went from Nick saying he was in better shape than me, and I disagreed. No, it started with me saying I would take on one more 12-year-old than you. <laughs> and then you said you were in better shape than me. I, I do think I could take on more 12-year-olds. I mean, again, shape is, shape is like a whole... The whole, the, it's really the idea of somebody being in better shape is very. I use vague. cardio when I say shape. Yeah, that's not necessarily shape, right? Like there's a there's a guy who you can outrun that you're in better cardiovascular shape or that will murder you in a UFC ring. Like, well, yeah, you of know course, what I'm saying? of course, yeah. That's there's, not shape. There's probably like that's a hand to hand combat fight, right? But also, like the NBA, you got to be in pretty good shape. I bet you there are guys in the NBA or you're in better. Cardio shape then, mm, probably not a lot of them. I doubt it. Not a lot of them, but I bet you there's a couple. There's certainly guys in baseball that you're in better cardio shape then. I mean, you're running miles at a time. I mean, we can get some longer distance events in there just to give you a little a little balance of some sort. But, I mean, I think finding a middle ground between just, like, a short and a long is, like, really the right area. It's not an endurance competition. It's not a sprint competition. You know. We can have multiple runs. I mean, the decathlon's got, you know, I think the, the I think you run a marathon, right? Or do you run, like, a 5,000 meter or something like I that? I don't know. Now, if we do eSports, we'll crush me. What eSport are we playing? But, I mean, better shape, right? Like a... Like a long jump, you guys are about the same size. It's a better shape. It's good. That's not shape to me. It's like that, that's natural athleticism. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna be good in a long jump. Well, I don't think either of you guys are gonna be good in long jump. You're both five and eight. I white used to dudes. do long jump. I actually won the, the <laughs> third grade track and field uh, long jump competition. The third grade track and field cleaned house that year. Okay, look, I I, I want to just. We have some other stuff, but I don't care as much because it's just, you know it's not necessary. We can talk about some of this other stuff next episode. I do want to get one thing out before we kind of wrap it up. Okay. The Panthers have now cut Cam Newton. Yeah, we have to talk about that. We have to talk about it. Now, guys who had started and who now are unemployed. Yeah. You're down to Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, and Jameis Winston. Where do those three guys go? I don't know where those guys go based on the fact that they are not there yet. Um, the like the Chargers not having any of these guys is very surprising to me. The Patriots not having any of these guys not that surprising to me. Like I don't find it very surprising at all that 
Bill Belichick's like sitting back, letting the market kind of shift. Maybe he gets one of these guys on the cheap, uh, waiting for the NFL draft, seeing who goes where, you know, the, the, like to me, it's pretty safe to say the Miamis and the San Diego's, if they're not signing one of these guys and the teams, these teams that need quarterbacks are going to draft quarterbacks. You got to love it. We're still calling them San Diego. Whatever. Los Angeles, the Los Angeles chargers of Carson, whatever they're going by. Um, the, I'll, I'll, I feel like I'll say San Diego. I mean, I'm half the time I say St. Louis for the Rams. Um, it's surprising to me that the Chargers have not gone for one of these guys because, I, I mean, the Chargers draft pick isn't even that high. So are are the Chargers going with Tyrod and a draft pick? Are they trading up? Uh, like, Or maybe they're smartly taking a page out of Belichick's book and just letting these guys drop. I'm, I'm not really that shocked. Like, let's, let me put it this way. I'm most shocked about Andy Dalton. I think he, of the three of them, would command the least money. He would be the most suitable to fit into, like, a variety of situations. Where, though? I mean, at this point. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, where is wherever? Okay, so if I'm the Chargers, because they're of, of the teams that need somebody, they have a pretty formidable roster. They won 12 games two years ago. If I look at those three guys, where can the Chargers excel the most? Now, Phillip Rivers, I believe, was second in the NFL behind Jameis Winston in interceptions. They don't want Jameis. Right. If you're the Chargers, do you rather take Cam Newton coming off an injury or Andy Dalton? Who would I? I'd rather take Andy Dalton for the money and for what he could give me, but I'd rather take Cam Newton. For some sort of potential upside, although I just feel like him coming off the injury is all the reason that I wouldn't because, again, like I've said, for the entirety of this history of the Dirty Sports podcast is Cam Newton is only effective as also being a tailback. Without that, I don't want want to be anywhere near Cam Newton as just like, hey, Cam Newton's just going to sit back and be a pocket passer for us. I don't want it. I've never wanted it. Not interested in it. So unless you think Cam is healthy enough where he can come in and be some version of the way he's always played and he's going to sell tickets and people are going to buy jerseys because he brings more excitement to a team than Jameis, than Dalton. A hundred percent. So are you... I'm confused on the contract thing. Now, now... If he signed, because Cam was going to be, I know he was going to be owed nineteen million from the Panthers. If anybody signs him, do they have to pay that? No, 19 he was million? released by the Panthers. He's released. When you get released, his money they they just take their cap hit on the on you know the guaranteed money. That's why the guaranteed money is so important because he's now a free agent, free to sign wherever he wants. I'd pay Cam ten million dollars. That's a that's what they're considering a big bargain deal. Yeah. But but like, so now you're talking about who you're saying. If you're the Chargers, if he was scheduled to make 19, you basically cut that salary in so half. So if you're the Chargers, you're paying Cam Newton for 10 million for how long? Two years. 
So now do you think Cam Newton's signing for two years, $10 million? He won't, but that's what I'd offer him. Okay. And if you're the if you're the Chargers, you'd prefer that over Andy Dalton. It bring it from an organizational standpoint, it brings more excitement. Understand, one hundred percent. I mean, we're talking about the teams here. Who who are we really talking about? The Patriots, the Dolphins, Chargers, the Chargers. I don't know who else. The I mean, maybe the Broncos. You're still. Yeah, but like they're kind of all in. Drew a Lock, okay. But, th- but then you're also talking about like the the backup or like compete for job situations. You know what I mean? Like there are teams like, for example, if you're like, and then there's this whole market of like if you're the Dolphins, like who's starting a quarterback for you next year? The guy you draft? I mean, talking about like Tua's going to the Dolphins. Tua's not even gonna play. So who's starting for the Dolphins? Fitzpatrick? Uh, Josh Rosen? God, you 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 forget about Josh Rosen. Who like people are saying like, oh, if the if the Dolphins are drafting a guy, Josh Rosen might be available again. Is Josh does Josh Rosen go to the Patriots on like a show me deal? Yeah, I'll be I curious. Mean, if you're if, if you're the New York Jets, last year your season falls apart when Sam Darnold gets mono. You're not signing Andy Dalton to back up Sam Darnold. Did they sign somebody to back him up? Who was his backup? It was the guy who played, Trevor I mean, Simeon. Yeah, I mean they had they had Bridgewater a couple years ago. I mean, who's there's a lot of guys out there like, you know, I just feel like there's a lot of guys out there who you're like, are you, this is a sure thing. I mean, you got obviously Foles went to, to with Trubisky. Mariota went to the Ra- uh, the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, the quarterback situation is wild. I mean, let's talk about Jameis. Where does Jameis eventually end up? Anywhere? Everyone just keeps saying Steelers. Yeah, because it's a fit in style. But, again, is it necessarily a fit in style? It's not going to happen. I feel like it's, like I said on the last, I, I think the the idea that it's a fit in style, again, is the style of play that Jameis is sort of like Ben in is also the one that has not led to the Steelers' success. I feel like this whole Jameis thing is going to be kind of similar to like the excuses all the owners are making about Colin Kaepernick. Like, oh, he's too good to be a backup, we, we, but he wants starter money. You know, like he's better than any backup on any team. But Jameis no, is Jameis. I would say. Okay. We, 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 I mean, is that is that reasonable? Maybe. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know about any backup, but probably most backups. Yeah. But he's gonna want QB. Talent. He's gonna want QB one money. Right. The difference between that and Colin Kaepernick is, is Jameis turning down? Has Jameis turned down backup money? You know. Yeah. Everybody said, "Oh, Colin Kaepernick. He wants to get paid. He wants to get." Paid. No one ever offered him any money. Ever, which is the which is why 
who's paid out on a collusion case. But um, that being said, like, it, has Jameis turned down money? We don't know. He hasn't got any offers yet. Right. Well, you have to think at this point, the longer this goes on, it's not good for any of these guys. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with the season. Or whatever. Like, this stuff is so inconclusive. None of us know what's going to happen with this coronavirus stuff. None of us know. I mean, it could greatly affect the season. Yeah. I don't know. I'll be curious to see how it plays out. Jameis is definitely a backup this year. I Where is he starting? He's not... Like, San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers is like the only place left for him to start. Let right? me ask you this. Is there a QB? He's kind of an anomaly. The this idea is, of Jameis starting in New England is ridiculous. So this is Jameis' sixth year. Who's a QB who started, minus a few games, for five straight seasons, and then became a backup, and then ended up becoming a starter and blossomed again? Like... I'm sure there's guys, but I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Like Alex Smith? He lost his job to injury, but then also he then also they chose Kaepernick over him. Then he goes to the Chiefs, becomes a starter again, becomes more effective than he ever was. Then obviously they replace him with Mahomes. Like then he gets to be a starter again. I'm just saying. Also number one overall pick. I think when you're a high draft pick like that. So look at the guy drafted after him. Let's look at Marcus Mariota. Like I don't know if somebody like Marcus Mariota after losing that job. I mean Tannehill. Tannehill was like tenth or twelfth. No, I know, but he was. He went in. He was. The, he was a starter on a team. Didn't work out. He left. He went somewhere else. He was a backup. Becomes a starter again. Uh, again, I'm looking at like top few, top two, three picks. I don't know. Things can change, but the idea. The, the my point is this: I'm just looking at the future. The idea that Jameis Winston again starts his first five years, then becomes a backup, and then suddenly. His career rebounds. I'd say he's pretty minimal. Right. I mean, we talked about it before, but Jameis to the Redskins. Like, is Jameis to the Redskins in a in a quarterback competition with Dwayne Haskins? At what point will Jameis one of one admit that he was wrong? Never. Like, like, uh, uh, like never. What's it going to take? Again, I've said this before. I blocked Jameis one of one. But every once in a while, I'll go on Dirty Sports because you guys, have, you have not blocked him. You've just got him muted. And I will check out Jameis. It is a, he is in a tailspin. He's in a tailspin. And I refuse to to tweet at him. Um, you, you've made it so that we can't tweet at him from Dirty Sports. This is a Dirty Sports rule. I haven't made it. We've, we, we agreed going in. Because I tweeted at him one time, you're like, "What are you doing?" Well, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Well, I think, I think dirt balls everywhere should should do this. You should, you should search on Twitter at Jameis one of one and hire Bruce Arians now. He has one tweet that is in bold: hire Bruce Arians now, and then it is 
Now his entire timeline is a man whose plane engines have gone off. He is in a flat spin out to sea. Goose has already hit the canopy. This is a this is a nightmare situation, and he's blaming it all on Bruce Arians. It's all Bruce Arians' fault. Bruce Arians didn't give him the offense. Bruce Arians is a liar. Bruce, it's like this dude is on record, all caps. Hire Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is the Jameis savior. But okay, and now he's blaming Bruce Arians for everything. That is, look at this. That is that is mental illness. That's mental illness right there. So he tweeted on January 6, 2019, hire Bruce Arians now in caps. And there and there's tons of if you and hire and Bruce Arians in his name. There's tons of him, him begging for Bruce Arians. And now he's in a PR flat spin. But this gets, this is all Bruce Arians' fault. This gets me to my point. And we'll wrap up the show. He'll never admit he's wrong. Has there, you know, the, the popular feed, and, I, and I'm friends with him, with, with Fred, who runs Freezing Cold Takes, which is, you know, an extremely fun feed for everybody to see. Has there ever been a worse Freezing Cold Take? Think about this. This guy wrote a, an entire, he wrote an entire book. He, he spent the time to self-publish a book that Jameis Winston was on a trajectory to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Is there a worse cold take? We're not talking about a tweet. We're not talking about a radio interview, a TV interview, a hot take. He took the time to write a 300-page book of a guy who by year six will not be a starter. There is not a worse cold take no. ever. And, and honestly, it's I. One, the one thing about this quarterback drama is I am really enjoying going on the Dirty Sports account and looking up Jameis one of one and reading it. He blames the Arians. He's comparing Jameis Winston to Warren Moon because Warren Moon went to Canada first or something and then proved himself. It's like, no, it's not the same thing, man. Jameis has had plenty of time to prove himself, and he threw 30 interceptions, the most since Vinny Testaverde in the 80s. It's been 30-something years since somebody threw as many interceptions as Jameis. 30 interceptions. And for error-adjusted stats, by the way, since Jameis one of one loves error-adjusted stats, to throw 30 picks in 2019 is like Johnny Unitas throwing 95 picks in a season. It's like unheard of. It's like ridiculous to be to be living in 2019 and throwing 30 picks and he his other big one is that Tom Brady and Jameis Winston had the same QBR raw QBR last year and that Jameis Winston is actually a better quarterback than Tom Brady and that the and that the Bucks are going to be worse with with Tom Brady I'm not even a Tom Brady defender that's just one of the all-time worst stakes It's fascinating. I mean, stuff. Can, can you imagine writing for a year that like Bruce Arians is going to be the savior for this guy, and now literally being on a defamation campaign saying Bruce Arians is a liar, Bruce Arians threw him under the bus, Bruce Arians made him play injured, Bruce Arians demanded he throw into double coverage. That's literally his thing today. If you read his timeline, he's saying that Bruce Arians demanded James Winston throw into double coverage. I am not joking. So let me ask you this: Everybody, find the f- higher. Bruce Arians now, all caps tweet, and make sure to hit it, hit him with the freezing cold takes. Or or what I've been doing on the 95 different accounts is be careful what you wish for. I'm like, be careful what you wish for. Bruce Arians, the literally the first 
day, Bruce Arians could move on from Jameis Winston. He did. First, first second, he could move on from Jameis Winston. He was like, and we're done. I got an idea. I'm going to discuss with you after the show. Okay. And by the way, here's the other thing. I have not given up on the Jason Light, uh, Jameis one of one connection. I still think that there's an organizational connection. Of course. And I, I'm even, I might even go so far as to say, like, I'm not sure. Still, it's not Jason Light, or here's my another theory, like a Jason Light family member. Yeah, it is. Right now, this person is taking shots at Jason Light. Well, I mean, the cover-up is real. Well, look, I have an idea. Obviously, we have a lot more free time with there being no sports. And uh, I'm going to give you and Nick an idea after the show. I think of something we could do that would be pretty funny. That I would I would end my tweeting at him streak for this. I got, I got a great idea for it. Uh, but, guys, we are going to be live once again. If you didn't listen to the pre-roll, we're going to be calling the Steelers versus Cardinals Super Bowl 4 p.m. Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time Friday, NFL Network. So if you have the NFL Network, tune in, 7 o'clock Eastern Time Friday. Turn on your notifications on YouTube. That way you know we will be live uh, watching the re-airing of that amazing Super Bowl and just having a few Miller Lights and enjoying the game. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. Call our hotline at 310-359-8365. A lot of people said, hey, man, I had trouble calling in. Guys, if it doesn't work the first time, try it again. I don't know what's been happening lately, but uh, the hotline works. So it's 310-359-8365. And uh, that's it for me. Yeah, I've got no shows. I still have an Instagram. Uh, it's at Joe Prano. I'm still on Twitter at Fix Your Life. Um, I, I think that's it. I really don't have a whole lot. Nick Dale on Instagram with four A's in Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, Dirtballs. Stay safe. Stay smart. And most importantly, stay dirty.